You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Our fearless leader, CJ, the painkiller D. Simone, is not with us, but um, I assure you um, he is safe and healthy and uh, we'll be back next week like the hairy back bull that he is to be able to leave this posse, right? So um, tonight is special. I've, I still got my guy, you know, one of, one of my favorite people in the world. Uh my man Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, you know what I'm saying? Fellow Hello. cornerback, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're gonna go uh we're gonna go uh air traffic control tonight. No, no, no passes being completed on on this defense, my guy. Okay. All right, so uh look, real fun. Um CJ had an agenda. We're gonna we're gonna just try to rock with it. I'm not even gonna play around because we're gonna be we're, it's obviously it's gonna be a short uh night because we're getting in uh a little bit late, but um just a couple of things we're going to touch on tonight we're going to uh discuss uh re- re- the rebuilding process and where it is that we seem to be at right now uh joe douglas um and how it's time for him to unleash that money that uh you know he's got in free agency to 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 be as aggressive as possible uh in this period so we can set ourselves up uh to really you know kind of make some noise going to next season you know what i'm saying and then uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll freestyle a little bit, but obviously we're going to go into uh, maybe this uh, should go without saying. We are going to hit our segments tonight. We are going to go in the spotlight, and uh, we are most definitely, even if we don't go in the spotlight, we're definitely going to go in the front office tonight so I can hear my guy drop knowledge. Reaper, talk to me, guy. How how you feeling tonight, man? Where we at? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, just kind of uh... – we're at the slow time right before free agency kicks off you know we still gotta watch the rest of the teams that are in this thing have some fun but i mean i guess that's par for the course for jets fans we're used to it by now but i think we're actually turning a corner despite what some of the idiots on facebook think so i'm doing okay yeah i'm i'm thankful that uh, you touched on that because i was trying not to (laughs) i've been i've been trying to insulate myself from that stuff you know i know this is silly season and i seem to have a, a serious uh you know, kind of aversion to it. It makes my skin crawl. Anyways, um, yeah. Well, I guess while we're on the subject, um, you know, playoff weekend, man. A lot of a, a lot of excitement actually from from this past weekend. Probably some of the best games I think I've seen in in how many damn years. And and I've been a fan for a long time. And and real talk, it was it it was just some really really good football. Um, we haven't seen a lot of that this season. I'll just be honest. And and not even just from the perspective of Jets fans. I mean, there's. A lot of teams struggled this season, um, and uh, you know we're seeing a little bit of the change of the guard. I think because we don't have the perennial guys, we don't have the Aaron Rodgers, we don't have the Tom Brady. We're we're seeing, you know, kind of what it's like when when you know the system works like it should, kind of building and adding talent and and, and keeping guys together. Really exciting stuff, man. Did you have any points about this weekend that the, that you were really excited about or that you wanted to kind of touch on? Uh, we're, we're very close to finally seeing a Super Bowl that doesn't have Brady, Belichick, or Mahomes. Yes. Um, there, there hasn't been one since 2016. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping the, that's the take right there. Okay. You know, no, nothing against Mahomes. You know, I, I like the kid. He's, he's a great quarterback. Obviously he's one of the best already. Uh, he's the first quarterback in NFL history to start four four championship games in his first five years. So. I mean, you can't take that away from him, but it's just I w- with the teams that are left, I would love to see Stafford and the Rams get in. Um, I would love to see Joe Burrow get in after after that horrible injury last year. 
take them to the show. You know what I mean? But don't take anything that I say on this to heart this week because I went 0-4 in divisionals last weekend. So I'm mm-hmm. not the best one to ask about this right now. Right. And look, I'll just be honest. I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I just, you know, I, I just watch now, uh, you know, to, to, you know, just kind of be the football junkie that I am. You know, I'm a competition junkie. I watch uh, two snails racing in the garden if I if I can't find anything else to watch. So, um, right. Look, it, it, it's going to be exciting. Just yeah, I, I I think you did touch upon the one thing, and it, and and I I see where you're falling on this side of. Uh, what you're expecting to happen this weekend by saying no behold, right? Oh, uh, look, that, I mean, that would be that would be an awesome it. game too. He's won it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not mad at that. Um, you know, they do look a little vulnerable. I mean, you know, they're back to where they were, but you know, there's still some things that you know that that um you know, I guess can be can be done to beat them. You know, it really took them, you know, with the very last seconds uh to be able to pull that off. Um and you know, I I think even Tampa Bay specifically, when we saw them play against us this season, they didn't look like a Super Bowl, you know, kind of caliber team to me in that game. And uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe that's why Antonio Brown decided at that moment he's like, "Yeah, we ain't winning nothing this season." I'm out. Oh my god! <laughs> if, if, if this is what the Jets is doing with us right now, we're done. Let's yeah, I'm out. I'm gonna go ahead and just take what it is that I got, and uh, I'm gonna go holler at this Uber driver. And, um, and God and God forbid. I, I think that some Jets fans need to have just a total media blackout. Yeah. Because I've still seen posts that are like, oh, AB's going to be available. No. You know just what? No. I'm, I'm so thankful I haven't seen that. I'm just going to keep that real. Oof. I, I, thank you. <laughs> I'm so thankful I haven't seen that. Oh, Look, I've, 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 I've definitely seen some nonsense, but uh, it hasn't been that. Um, Look, it's just. Kind of just have to move. Who, who, who is the free agent that you would like to see them them really bring in, and uh, who do you think that really we should avoid at all costs? Free agency. I I haven't looked at the actual free agents. I've been into into like some of the trades that are potentially there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that I would, uh, if you're asking me who I'd like to pick up, you know, not necessarily free agent, not necessarily trade, but New Orleans is in dire cap hell right yeah. now, yeah. and. Yeah. The top two corners in the NFL that were uh, like past breakups and past defends and stuff like that mm-hmm. was Bryce Hall and Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, so get me Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, man. Look, that would be a, a, a monster addition, I think, oh, yeah. uh, to this to this room. Oh man, just imagine having that guy. In there, uh, able being able to be the mentor for for some really up and coming talented guys, man. Uh, look, uh, we I think we got lucky, right? Um, in how it is that that's worked out. There was a lot of skepticism uh, coming in, but those guys have proved uh, maybe not that you know that they are it uh, per se, but uh, that they can be it. You know, they've shown that they have what it takes. You know, uh, you know just as well as anybody else as a corner. Um, the more confidence you get. Uh, the more difficult it is to to complete them passes, boy. Because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if 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 you've ever you know swatted one down and 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 turned around and looked in somebody's face, like Shh, it's gonna be a rough day for you, homeboy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you've ever done that, you know how good it feels um, when you know exactly where it is that you're supposed to be in any defense. And uh, you know these guys, they're learning how to do it, right? Um, adding him in that room, I think, would be really exciting. 
Um, I had I had one guy that when we were playing that we went up for a jump ball, collided. He ended up on the ground, and I didn't – I tipped the ball away. Yeah. And then I helped him up, and I said, I'm going to be doing this all, all day. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you right now. Yeah, just uh, just be ready because it's going to be a long day for you. Right? Go, go back and tell the oh, coach yeah. – uh, Tell the coach you need to work on blocking. You, you got to get your stats next week, my guy. <laughs> right. It ain't happening today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to get it in on special teams because you're not going to catch any passes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels, though. All right. So, yeah, look, um, we, we kind of have been bouncing all over the place lately just because it is silly season and there is a whole lot of, you know, you know, uncertainty really about where it is that we go. And I know some of the guys in the <laughs> – that are uh you know kind of watching right now they they call me waffles because realistically um i i don't really know what to expect in in this season in particular especially with you know not knowing what else is 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 really going to happen as far as moves uh, i'm sure there's going to be some stuff that we don't really you know um expect um and i you know even going into the draft man i, I don't think it's going to fall the way that people think that it's going to fall um, I'm on record saying that, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm confident we pick at four or 10 um, mm -hmm. just because of, of, of what's possible. Um, you think you think I'm far off in that one, Jim? I mean, if there's one thing Joe Douglas has proven is that we can say whatever we want and it's not necessarily going to be the case. Thanks. Um, I, I do think that at this point, um, as I said last week, uh, Joe Douglas inherited like $27 million of dead cap in 2019. That, because of Mac McCagnan contracts, that ballooned up to $53 million in 2020, which was 25% of our salary cap was dead money players that weren't even on the team. And he dragged all that down to going into 2022 with only $3.3 .3 million in dead cap. So business-wise, Joe Douglas is probably the best GM in Jets history, and I, I think that's conclusive <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point because so of that. Far. But the one thing that I think he needs to do is I think he needs to like, – like I, 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 for one, and I, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I'm tired of bargain bin shopping for a free agent. So I don't need to bring in – I don't need him to bring in five or six free agents middle of the road. I would be okay if he brought in one or two elite guys, as you yeah. can see by my name. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> hey, is an this, option right here. Yeah. Throw the throw the bag, right? I don't care. Like, and, and I'll talk about. I'll be talking about DK in the front office tonight. But there are other options, and I just think that if we if we resolve wide receiver in free agency with a top guy, I don't care if it's Allen Robinson, DK, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Amari Cooper is, I'm a little iffy on he's when he's on, he's unstoppable, but it's, he's inconsistent. Uh, I think I'm a Robinson stand right now. I'm not sure, but yes, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. Excuse me. Um, but like if we resolve that, we need a top guy. I, I just think it's time to open up the purse strings. I think it's time to, to go out and, and buy the flashy new car. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, most definitely. Um, like I said, I, I'm a, I'm a Allen Robinson guy. I just, you know, for some reason, um, I just see him as a more mature option um, in this. And I mean, I know that may, he may not be the most physically gifted guy, 
Um, but I also don't think that he's done. I think he's got, you know, enough left in the tank to really help us uh, to, to, to establish something serious here with these, with the young guys that we have. Um, Who's you know that? what? Who are you talking about? Allen, Allen Robinson. Man. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking kind of, you know, near to long term here, right? Because I think that, you know, you can bring him in. Um, and I think that he'll produce. I think he'll produce and, and he'll be, he'll be enough of a, of a, of a target, um, to open mm-hmm. up for Corey Davis, to open up for Elijah Moore, to open up for that, that, uh, that nice, uh, shiny tight end that we're going to get, uh, probably two of in the draft this year if, if we're smart. Um, and, um, if we're smart, we bring in Allen Robinson to give us the draft flexibility to be able to do that. Um, I, I still think, you know, um, drafting a wide receiver, I think is still smart. Re- mm-hmm. Realistically, we need probably three, right, to kind of still make sure that we're, you know, we, we've got at least enough cushion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Braxton Berrios is going to be in the spotlight this evening. I guess we'll get to that in a few minutes, and uh, um, we'll we'll discuss that a little further in detail. And then uh, um, I think it ties in really nicely to uh, what it looks like in the front office tonight. Yeah. Um, so far, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Again, CJ the Painkiller DeSimone, um, our – uh, our host, uh, the straw that stirs the drink, usually. I guess I'm stirring tonight. You know what I'm saying? A little lime on the rim. Um, so we're going to make this happen. But um, look, really, really, we just wanted to show him and throw, I, I throw him a shout out. Worldwide uh, Sports War Radio. Get the app. You know, follow us uh, on YouTube and, and, you know, on Twitter and the whole thing. You already know how that is. Um, this is fun because... As we move into these next segment, I think it, it's going to kind of create a narrative for really um, how it is we see going into this offseason. And, and and if we're off, you know, I'm, I, I I welcome everyone. Please reach out in the comment section or whatever, where it is that you're at. Um, you know, give us your your thoughts. Give us uh, what it is that you're that you're feeling, what it is that you want. You know, um, if you confess uh maybe your heart's desire will actually be uh be granted so um i'm gonna go ahead and i'm I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the spotlight real quick because what i think uh is is necessary to kind of understand about going into like the, the silly season kind of thing right is um that what we're starting to see materialize right now is joe douglas's vision for how the new york jets should actually be constructed um on our path to be a sustainably um you know competitive organization you know with with playoff and and super bowl aspirations so difficult to even think that that's uh even uh, you know something that would fit in a sentence with the jets uh, because it's been a you know like 17 18 percent of my life uh (laughs) they've been damn horrible (laughs) All right, but uh, Braxton Berrios is in the spotlight tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason is, is because what we're going to see is Joe and how it is that he values a guy like Braxton Berrios, who I think there is some nuance here. And I think that that, that decision is going to show quite a bit about what we should expect Joe to do, right? We're talking just a moment ago about, you know, spending on that number one guy, bringing that, that, that superstar, you know, veteran in. And, uh, you know, being able to throw the bag or wanting to throw the bag at him to make him a part of this organization to solidify what it is that we really feel can be a special offense if we infuse this type of talent, right? 
but we're infusing this into a team situation and Braxton Berrios as a part of this team is very important. How important? I think is 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 probably going to be really interesting to see about what Joe Douglas wants to pay him because what Braxton Berrios gets obviously is going to be an indication of what it is that they feel like they should want to pay another payer. You're not going to give Braxton Berrios a seven or eight million dollar contract and not expect to pay somebody like uh you know Allen Robinson, you know, four hundred and ninety-seven million dollars um all guaranteed in the first three seasons because that's the difference. We're talking about a fifth receiver, special team guy, you know, locker room guy. Um, but not necessarily especially if we bring in the type of talent that we expect to, not necessarily a focal point of this offense. Um now I hope that you know I'm not too far off base with this, and we'll we'll talk about this in a moment. But the reason why Braxton Berrios is in the spotlight is if you ever notice when you flash a shine a, a, a spotlight on somebody, there's some peripheral cats in the background that get caught. Feel me? And this is where how Braxton fits into this is going to be interesting. How much are we willing to spend as far as draft capital is concerned? Are we going to bring in a wide receiver, you know, in the second round, in the third round? Um, or do we really go up and try to get that superstar guy with 10? You know what I'm saying? Where it is that, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I would hope that, you know, if they're really thinking about making a move there, that that's where they will put them. Um, but but how how Braxton fits into, into what this offense is going to do and what Joe sees as far as free agency concern and going into the draft, I think is a really important aspect of what's going to happen going forward. It's a big deal. The dynamics of that room are really important because these are the guys that are really going to be the ones that allow your franchise quarterback to grow into the guy that he needs. And Braxton is a nice piece, but I think that how it is that you pay him is going to probably show you about how aggressive it is that Joe Douglas is going to be with regards to adding additional talent to that room, right? So Braxton Berrios is only in the spotlight because I think it kind of gives you an opportunity to shine the light on some peripheral cats. Allen Robinson, do we bring him in? Um, like like Jim says, do we do we go ahead and throw the bag at DK? You know what I'm saying? If we do either of those things, really where do we go with regards to drafting a guy and bringing another guy in? I don't think it would be um, you know, far-fetched to say that we know that we need more than one or two guys to add to this mix. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to just keep it in perspective. Braxton's in the spotlight, but that light is going to shine on quite a few different people. And I think where and how Joe Douglas decides to aim that light, I think is going to be really important. It's going to be really exciting to see how that unfolds. Um, now, a lot of words to say, you know, it's going to, you know, what do you think we really need to do with regards to, you know, wide receivers? And how do you think Joe Douglas, um, you know, kind of, do, do you think he is really seriously aggressive with going after a wide receiver in this free agency? I think so. And the reason I think so is because there's, there's a stat that a lot of people, forget mostly mostly the pessimistic fans forget this one the 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 guys out there that understand this game and understand this team realize this particular stat and this has gone on all year um Braxton Berrios is the only receiver on the Jets roster that without a drop in 2021 everybody else had him and some of them had a lot some of them had a lot and 35% of Zach's on-target throws, which is a specialty stat, and I I can pull the link up for anybody that that wants it. 35% 
of on-target throws, meaning throws that were in stride with the receiver with no defender in the vicinity, you know what I mean? The throws that were had no reason to not be caught. Yeah. 35% of them were dropped. And if you factor out those drops, Zach Wilson's completing 70% for over 4,000 yards, probably 18 to 20 touchdowns with about six to eight interceptions. Yeah, man. Wow. That's, and that's, that's franchise quarterback numbers, yes? Franchise quarterback numbers, that's like <laughs> top 10, top 12 right, right. quarterback in the NFL this year. Look, so that's what this, people are forgetting. Yeah. This offense really has the ability to be special. I really think we only saw a glimpse of it when we were watching that Cincinnati game because we weren't really watching the best guys kind of executing it. And we weren't really in rhythm. We weren't really, you know, kind of at that point that we're going to be uh, hopefully sometime coming up uh, at the midpoint of this next season where everything starts to click. Even the young guys that, uh, you know, are going to need some time, you know, are, are going to start to to really kind of feel like that well-oiled machine that I believe that we can grow into, right? Um trying to temper my expectations but i think that mm -hmm. uh this offense can really be special and uh you know it, it is really going to be exciting to see what they add to it to to make it pop um so now ladies and gentlemen since uh you know jimmy has uh basically said that i was uh you know i was kind of on point with the spotlight tonight right i, I i'm gonna i'm just gonna take that from what it is that he said uh we are gonna get ready to go into my favorite segment the front office with jimmy jardine um Jim, you know, this is one of my favorite places. I'm going to sit down over here in the corner. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a shot of this uh, this maker's mark and uh, educate us, bro. This week in the front office, as my name says, DK Metcalf is in the front office and he's in the front office mostly based on rumor. There's some rumors that Seattle wants to get up into the first round again. There are potential ways that that we could make that happen. And DK Metcalf is one of them. I think a lot of things are going to shake out in Seattle with Russell Wilson. I, I think DK is also looking into that situation as well. I would be if I was a receiver in, on an NFL organization. Is my Hall of Fame, potential Hall of Fame quarterback going to be leaving at, in my fourth year? Or, you know, who are we getting? Um, so I think that's a I, I think that stalled some contract talks. Seattle's desperate to to extend him with good reason. But at the end of the day, whatever happens with Russell Wilson is going to have an impact on DK Metcalf. And if Seattle decides to extend DK and he agrees and Russell Wilson's gone, that could be a huge liability. And it's also something that they would potentially price them out of any trade market for DK Metcalf as well. So right now, if DK Metcalf were to be traded, we can kind of talk about the compensation that would be. Most people would say he's a first round pick. Uh, or he was worth a first round pick. He he was drafted in the second round. So I don't necessarily think you'd have to give up a first for him. Uh, probably our 38th pick, you could probably get it done. Or if Seattle wants their 10th pick back, they can have it, but they're going to give us their second round pick, in my opinion. Metcalf is still under his rookie deal. He's going into the final year of it. And Seattle still owes him $338,000 uh, for his signing bonus, which actually they would still be responsible for in a trade. So DK Metcalf, as it stands right now, is a $1.1 million cap hit to the New York Jets if we were to trade for him. Whoa. We would have DK Metcalf for $1.1 million in 2022. I say this because this fits Joe Douglas's one-year prove-it deal mindset to a T. Absolutely to a T. 
there would be no better situation for Joe Douglas from his perspective than to bring in a wide receiver of DK's caliber, have him for a year on no money, literally no money, and then see how he wants to do. Like if he decides, if DK decides he's going to keep producing like he has in his first three years, which have been amazing, I'll bring those up in a second, then I'm not opposed to getting DK Metcalf $20 million a year. I'm okay with that. His value warrants it. And his value warrants it because of this. Everybody claimed that DK, had, when he was at Ole Miss, that he had injury the injury concerns, that he had drop concerns, you know, whatever the case may be. Route running was another one. He's proved all of that wrong. He's never missed an NFL start in his career so far in three years. Never missed a game, never been hurt. That's a great thing. So the kid's durable. He's big. He's six foot four. He's 229 pounds. I can't even explain how good of a target that would be for Zach Wilson. <laughs> you know, his, his rookie year played all 16 games. He started 15. He was targeted 100 times with 58 receptions. He had seven touchdowns, 900 yards. 2020 started all 16 games, 129 targets, 83 receptions, 1,303 yards, 10 touchdowns. 2021, they 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 split it up a little bit. They're they're spreading the ball around a little bit more. Still 129 targets, 75 receptions, 967 yards, 12 touchdowns, 48 first downs too. By the way, come on, man. come on, man. That that's we already know what we're talking about here. Uh, what do you want? Yeah, D, D, DK is uh DK is 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 the the wet dream, right? Um, in in this case, right? I, he was I asked Buda Baker if DK Metcalf is fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so their their speed. He's proven that he can run NFL routes. He's proven that he can get open for for Russell Wilson, for Zach Wilson, who is also a mobile quarterback. DK can if they if they if they got on the same page, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Yeah. Look, that is dangerous, man. I am very interested in seeing uh, it work out. I tell you right now. Um, just because I think that we need a uh, we need a really big speedy receiver, and I'm and and I'm not even saying to be the one, right? I'm not saying, oh yeah, yeah this is going to be our number one. Right? Yeah, we I think you and I we we agree on this that you know what you would consider a number one wide receiver isn't you know even remotely you know the same when you go from you know different people considering what what they would you know call it. Um, I just want a type, right? We've got Elijah Moore, who I think uh, is probably going to end up being a number one wide receiver. We've got Corey Davis, who we brought in to kind of be that until, and who can be a really awesome piece. You know what I'm saying? We know he can be an effective piece in this offense. I think the underrating of of the need for a tight end, I think, has gone on for too long. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to address that. So you know, again, DK would be such a dope piece in this offense. I am really trying to will this into existence. Traylon Dan Burks. That's the, it's the hill I'm going to die on. Um, and 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 look, we'll we'll talk about that again later. We get we're coming up against it right now. Uh, my man Jim, I, look, DK is the, is is the wet dream, right? I mean, just I, imagine, just imagine adding him in uh and 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 Traylon and Elijah, and you know Corey, and uh you know having you know a Trey McBride or, or a or a or a Ruckert, um coming out of the backfield. I, with a, yeah, look, we, I would love McBride. That would be an awesome piece. If we resolve, my thought process is if we resolve wide receiver with a top player in free agency yeah. at wide receiver, 
then I I gotta say, man, because I I still think I still think that Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson go one and two. Gonna be, I, I think I think one of them is gonna be there for. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah, I think one of them is gonna be there. I, I think Evan Neal falls to us at four, and the reason yeah. being is because Houston doesn't have a franchise quarterback to protect. They're not going to put the left tackle on a contract ahead of the quarterback. I don't know. I think they do. I think they like That's... Davis. I think they like Davis. I do. And I, I think I, th- I think they want to give him a chance. I, th- I think that's what it well, is. I think maybe you could say that in 2020. I don't think you can say it now. David Culley's out. Yeah. I mean, who, who are they going to bring in? And whoever they bring well, in, they're going to have mean, to bring in. Yeah. Well, you know what? The, having that pick certainly does make it uh, an attractive position to be in. I'll just be honest, as far as the head coach is concerned. Because I mean, it, Matt Coral from Ole Miss would fit that system pretty well. I don't know if I, if I want to say that that cat is going to be my franchise quarterback, though. I just don't know. I, um, I'm just look, saying, I'm, I'm not going to say they don't believe it. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't. Sure. I don't know if, if that's I, where I'm at. But I think but, if you have if you have the wide receiver taken care of in free agency, I go Evan Neal at four, Tyler Linderbaum at ten. I I finish that old line. Remember, because our old line in 2021 was ranked 11th by PFF. Yeah, you get Evan Neal. We're top five. 23. Yeah, if you get Evan Neal and Tyler Linderbaum, 23. Line, we're We have 23. We have a top five old line. Mm-hmm. It's not me? the number one. Yeah, look, that's ridiculous. The, so what? For, uh, four or five first round picks? Uh, who we're gonna get? Who we're gonna get for the right tackle? Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. Four first round picks. We're gonna look like uh, like the Dallas Cowboys line uh, did when. Uh, well, you know what? They they couldn't get it done, but they they certainly were a, a really dominant, you know, offensive uh, power oh, yeah. during the time. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's do that. We're going to come into uh, our final thoughts here um, in just a minute because we're, I'm sorry, we're no longer in the front office as much as I like it in here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my coffee and go back in my office. <laughs> we're going to wrap up. Um, look again, silly season's coming. Um, there's going to be a lot of names thrown around. There's going to be a lot of folks uh, that are being discussed uh, with regards to scheme fit and all of this. Um, let's be excited about what it is that it comes out of this senior bowl um coming up uh what is it? it's not this the next weekend is that right um it's coming, like that, or is it this weekend excuse me because there's uh you know usually some some gems that that pop out of stuff like that you know um and and because we're actually going to get a combine this season um really excited about that and um, we're definitely going to have some content um we're going we're trying to line up some guests uh coming up for the next couple of weeks here especially um you know maybe until we lock them down, I don't necessarily want to say, but we are going to discuss the draft. We're going to discuss Jets Twitter. And we're going to discuss a, a, a quite a few other things that I think are uh, relevant. We'll try to make the important stuff, the non-nonsensical stuff. We'll try to make that available sure. uh, to you coming up, right? So, uh, Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, one of my favorite guys, one of my uh, one of my favorite Jets fans. Um, give me some final thoughts before we wrap this up tonight, man. Well, I'm going to use my final thoughts to kind of touch a little bit on on Barrios. And everybody knows that I've, I'm a supporter. I love the kid. But we also have to be realistic. We have to run this team like it's a business because it is. It's a multi-billion dollar a year franchise. Yeah, just like every other franchise. I get my money. We all, want, we all want Super Bowl wins. We all want playoff appearances. You don't get there 
by letting your letting your heart overrule your head when it comes to contracts. Idzik and McCagden did that for years, and it cost us dearly. Braxton Berrios on any NFL roster is a number three wide receiver at best. He's a gimmick. He's a gimmick player, which is I'm not saying that as a dig on him. He's a gimmick player, and he's a solid special teams guy. You don't pay a number three wide receiver. I mean, I'm seeing people saying as much as 10 million a year. My ideal contract for Braxton Berrios is a four-year, $20 million deal. Put him at 5 million. You front load that contract. So that way it's most of it's paid up front. And that way he holds value without us having to handle more dead cap later on. But Braxton Berrios, there's no sense in going 10 million, even seven or 8 million, I think is too much. He's, I mean, he's a number three receiver. The second, I mean, you start putting him, you're you're putting him at Corey Davis money, just about. You know, yeah. if you started talking ten million, so it's not, it's just not a smart take. And people need to see where the player's value lies, and they need to, they need to kind of resign to that fact. And, but I think Braxton would be an amazing addition. I want him to be a Jet for life. But as Joe Douglas said in his last press conference, I'm never saying that again. <laughs> But those are my final thoughts. Kev, what do you got? Look, that was awesome. Um, and and I just it does tie in again to why it is that he's in the spotlight. What Joe Douglas does um is really going to be telling, right? Because you know, we we don't we know we don't know Joe Douglas to be that frivolous spender. We don't know him to be that guy that, you know, kind of overpays much of anything. I know maybe he might be wrong in evaluating talent, but I don't necessarily think that he's, you know, just overpaying. Um, guys, just because, uh, you know, he's not smart about how it is that he handles the cap space. I do agree. The, the four-year 20 million, I say we give him 13 million guaranteed. I think a, a nice bonus, whatever. Um, have that last couple of uh, years of the deal uh, be the, the smallest ones. And if, uh, you know, if he warrants through, um, you know, upper echelon play, if he, you know, earns a restructure, um, then, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You can make the last two years incentive-based. Basically. So you front you front load all the guaranteed money up front. You give them base salary, and then you you put incentives on it, and yeah. that's going to keep them motivated. So that's just yeah. the way I would structure it. Right. If you, if you make the Pro Bowl again as a special teamer, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Don't don't lose focus. We're paying you, but do what it is that you do. We're not asking you to do, mm-hmm. you know, any anything more than just be good at what it is that you're already good at. Right. Um. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um. My final thoughts come into once again. You know what, Jim? You you you've kind of been alluding to it coming into this. We're talking about ten million dollars for Braxton Berrios or drafting Kyle Hamilton at four. I had to say it. I'm sorry. I had, I had to I had to say it. Excuse me. Um. And and it's not something that I you know I I think is pretty. But um. My final thoughts are, we need to stop overthinking this. Um. I think it's fun to kind of play around with it, right? But until it actually yeah. happens, yeah. until we know who Joe Douglas um, sees as important over who maybe we like, but they don't see as being, you know, a, a part of what it is that we're doing. Um, again, it's it's really fun. It's really exciting. It, it helps us to learn a lot more about football players. Um, it helps us learn a lot more about football because the more we watch football, the more we, you know, kind of get into the X's and O's of it, the more we understand that the, the, the better fans we become, right? So 
I I, I want to just say, dig into this stuff, guys. Even if, you know, you take a few minutes. A lot of us live busy lives. Me, you know, I've, I've got, you know, work in school and I'm a youth mentor. And, you know, you know, I got the, you know, ladies and, and kids and the whole thing. So it's a lot of time, but it is one of the most fun football things I think that we do. Um, I want to give a shout out to to a few guys. Like, I want to give a shout out to Joe Blewett. I want to give a shout out to, you know, even Luke Grant. I want to give a shout out to Robbie Sabo. I want to give a shout out, shout out to Will Parkinson and, and, and Connor Rogers and all of these guys who actually put Baldy, the Baldy breakdowns, which I know, you know, folks just catch those things, you know, in a, in a minute, they catch a snippet. But it really does help to teach you what it looks like to know what a good player looks like to know that, you know, sometimes it's not always what it is that you just see in that one in that one snip, but everything around it that happened to make it possible for that play to take place, right? Um, so my thought is going into this season, let's get away from all of the tapes and let's get into the actual trying to understand what's what. I don't want anybody to get too invested in any players because really they're probably not going to be here. Most of the guys that we talk about most every year, they don't end up coming here. Right. Um, yeah. But there are going to be some guys that will be available that, you know, quite possibly could end up falling to us. All right. Or we may end up again. This is why what Joe Douglas thinks is important. What Rex Hogan thinks is important. There are going to be guys that they think are better for what it is that we're doing than anybody it is that we would want at four or 10 or, you know, in, in a various trade down situation. Right. Um, take our, take the time to become a knowledgeable fan in this season, guys, because what we're about to see as Jets fans is going to be really exciting. And I would like you to know what's happening as it's going along, right? This offense can be special. Know how it works know how the wide zone blocking scheme actually works know how it opens up play action know yeah. why that know why the tight end is as important to it as what it is that we're going to show that he is coming forward know why you know having that you know that that uh that swiss army knife type wide receiver like elijah moore is it's going to end up being why it's so important understand why michael carter is going to be the beast that he is in this offense because of how elusive he is and, and really how reliable I think it is that he can be. This is a time we all come together and we try to learn how to be more knowledgeable fans. And I'm talking to some of us, even me, because I know there's a lot that I can learn. I'm still learning. Um, but let's just take the time this season guys, because uh, it's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan over the course of these next couple of seasons. I think you're going to have cause to want to watch these films instead of actually just being subjected to it. All right. So Jimmy, these are fun, dude. Like, this is like one of my favorite times of the week, um, especially because I get to kick it with you. Um, more importantly, um, because I get to, we get to kick it with the, with the fans and, uh, you know, the guys that, that follow us, uh, the guys and the girls that follow us. And, and, and I just want to thank you all for coming in. I know we're going to have a lot of content coming. Um, please excuse me. This was my inaugural event. Like, this is the first time I've ever run it um you know uh solo without the assistance of uh, cjd simone um and i hope i've done him yeah. proud this evening but uh once again jimmy the reaper jardine my guy yeah I, I appreciate that thank you i put that site for the advanced statistics uh it's a direct link to zach wilson awesome. on the private chat here so copy and paste right. that 
Yes, sir. Um, and we most definitely appreciate um, all of you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, again, like I said, we're going to do it, try to do it better next time. World War Sports, World Radio, get it from the Apple Store, uh, get it from uh, Google Play. Um, you can find us again on YouTube at, at the CNC Jets Factor. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We've got uh, our Weapons Hot uh, page there. Um, Jim, let everybody know where it is that you can be reached. Anywhere and everywhere at Jets by Jimmy. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Quality content. Um, when it comes it, back, I'm getting I'm getting there. We yeah, got to get the, a new computer and everything, yeah. so I'm on a little bit of a hiatus except for this show. I couldn't say goodbye to this show, man. Look, and, and this again, this is why these are so much fun, and I know I've been missing because uh, I got COVID. It's just, you know, for anybody that doesn't know that, I, I caught COVID and I was, uh, I was dead for a couple of days and then we rise so i'm thankful to be back i'm thankful for this platform and uh, there's going to be some more stuff coming so uh look out for it again you can reach me twitter at spotty blackman on facebook kevin jackson uh you can find me at the hub um on facebook page we admin there or you can find us in the world uh wide sports war radio page weapons hot page um there's like a thousand different pages i'm a part of um jump in it's fun um family once again for our 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 guy CJ, the painkiller D Simone, uh, for one of my favorite people right now, my man uh, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine. I am uh, Spotty Blackman. Um, you can holler at your boy. Um, we will see you guys next week. Um, I believe next week we've also got to look forward to um, an after hours broadcast. Is that right, Jim? Are we are we doing that next so. week? Is that right? I think so. All right, that's what I'm talking about. So let's get it in. Thanks again, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks again. All right, guys. Peace out. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.